man, that's pretty. We could do a duet. It's a privilege for me. She's 28. He's 88. It's whether or not they want to sing with me, though. I don't know. I told you, I don't like to be anywhere but cheek to cheek when you're in the room. An amazing privilege. Rod's done a duet with you. Too much your guys. Mixed power is physical and visual. David's a steel and big. I was thrilled to work with you. Let's hope we do it again. We sing all the time, duets, you know. So I was thinking, this sounds kind of Italian. So I called Zuccaro. When we started this Star Trail, it was Gabs and Kate as a jump-off. Mm. So we could have gone either way because it's a circle, so you can go either way and get back to the same point. That's what, a, what, what that's made the us whole go point. this? Yeah, what made us go this way? Was it just the thing that made whatever. us go this way? Is that Kate is so frustratingly insular with her output? Yeah, because she she has such a singular vision that she doesn't. Re- I mean, I could find maybe two or three duets. I could find bits of her collaborating, but she she doesn't do a lot of it. Excuse me, I'm sorry to bother you, but don't I know you? There's just something about you Okay, so it starts with a modulating sort of synth line, would you say? Um, sort of yeah. arpeggiator. I've got, I've got a lot to say, I've got a lot to say about this. I've, I've got a lot to say about this, yeah. This intro was lifting some box lid in the attic. It was, it was, something was trying to get out. I was like, I know what this is. Like, I know what this is. I mean, it's a yeah, simple... Yeah, I know what you mean. It's a three-note loop that just goes mm. high, low, middle, low. So it's like, yeah, and it's like got that delay on it. And it was like just driving me mad. And I was sent back to being in my living room, sitting on a settee in the early 90s in front of the telly. It's BBC. Mm. It's Friday, Saturday evening. Yeah. It's a, it's a medical drama. Oh, my God. Yes. Yeah. What is like- it? Is it um, Casualty? Or... It's Casualty. Yeah, of course it's it is. It's Casualty. The Casualty theme starts with a combination of the classic Ninor ambulance siren yeah. and a heart monitor bleep together. Now, the heart monitor bleep 
is like represented by maybe like a pitch shifted woodblock or something, but it has a delay on it, so it's like and then the siren that should be Nino 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 as in two notes, but it's not it's been given some kind of musicality because obviously it's a theme tune, it's like it wants to be a bit more more interesting. So it's given like more notes than just the Nino, it's like Nino, Nino. So it's like instead of like just the two notes, it gets added to four notes, mm. and it's like it's and it's made and it descends like you know when an ambulance flashes past and you get that change that phenomenon of like the, Is that the Doppler just, effect. I don't know what it's called. Maybe it's got, that's I think it. that's the Doppler effect. Yeah. Right. So when because the space between yeah. you hearing the sound and whatever, and it basically it, goes up and then it goes down as it goes. It makes it sound away. like it's. It yeah. makes it sound like it's descending. The pitch goes up and down. Yeah, Yeah. and I was like, fucking hell, this is it, man. It's like, that is what this intro, it's like a slow version of it, but it has it all. It's there in that intro. It really is, because it is memorable. And then after that, because I think the instrument that's used for that, it's like maybe a cello on a synth string program or something. I think so, because it's not like a... Something like that. It's not a pure synth. It's not like a Juno or like a... Yeah. Anything like that. It's not just pure synth sound. It's, I think it's a it's synth string. like a sampled um, instrument or a sort of rendition of an instrument, but probably a sampled one because it, it probably has expensive kit. And it's just got on and off, so it's, it's, it's modulating, isn't it? It's just, or the tremolo. Yeah, or, or a delay. I just thought it was a tremolo. delay. No, it's not a delay because it's like completely... Oh, it's a tremolo. One, yeah, you're right. It's yeah. not, it's it's not in degrading. And out. In and out, yeah. It's more like a tremolo, so she's holding down the keys. Mm. And, and it's going... But if you know the casualty theme tune, yeah. after that intro of the bleep and the um, Nino, you have synth strings come in, like a cello synth string noise to do... It's the same... It could almost be the same fucking cello sound on a synth... That is being used. And if you put this all together with Kate Bush living and working from home in the UK for years and years and years and not touring, Mm. there is a recipe for seepage and trickle inspiration coming from the BBC. It's like, she's probably not aware of it, but like, I think, you know, there could be a case for this. I'm not going to argue with that. It's not even a stretch, not even a stretch. She's into TV. She watches Stranger Things before running up that hill was on it. And uh, she's, oh, we love a box set, you know, me and the family. We love TV. The first few lyrics of this song, one one of the first lyrics is, When we got to the top of the hill, we saw Rome burning. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't we? And he says something about, I saw you in the steps in Paris. You were with someone else. Yeah. Yeah. And then, in 42, she says how he hid under her bed in 42. Right, right. Okay. So let's take this one at a time, right? So it's a time-travelling or reincarnation song. Exactly. We already had a reincarnation song with Call On Me. Yeah. That was a reincarnation song from an Edgar Allan Poe um, poem or short story. Mm. But, um, yeah, this is, this is quite strange nice. that, we've, that we've managed to get two in the same eight degrees. Yeah. Because these are not 
Um, a dime a dozen, as they say. There's not many reincarnation songs, I don't imagine. Mm. Maybe, there, maybe there is. Can you name Which... one off the top of your head? <laughs> <laughs> Thriller? No. That's more like reanimation. Um, oh, that's reanimation, yeah. Yeah, got confused. Uh, reincarnation <laughs> songs. Uh, no, I can't. No, the top of my head's not functioning right now. Yeah, Don't I ask mean, it anything. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll ask the bottom of your head. Only the bottom um, or the it... middle, yeah. But what this, what this does is the usual trope of reincarnation movies or reincarnation stories mm. is... They cherry-pick historical events that they profess witness to. Mm. And, you know, this is, this is usual kind of fare for um, cult leaders or mm. hypnotherapist couch surfers. <laughs> it's, it's very much like, right, we're just going to pick the most obvious historical obvious. moments. Like, yeah. these are hugely... Has- like, Rome burning, they do do it in chronological order, which is... That's nice true. of them, yeah. Mm. So they go for what AD sixty four for Rome burning. Then <laughs> the st- steps well, in good research, like it. Steps in Paris <laughs> could refer to the Montmartre stairs that goes up to the Sacre Coeur, mm. and it owes its name to Mountain of the Martyr to Saint Denis, who was decapitated on this hill in mm. around two hundred and fifty AD. So it's another nice, juicy event to bear witness to, you know. And then, okay, it's not to do that, with the um, French Revolution or anything. Oh, it, well, it could be, it could be. Mm. But I'm thinking because of the steps. What are the most famous steps in Paris? They are the Montmartre steps. I hope I'm saying that right. I'm probably not. But like, no, uh, it sounds good enough. Montmartre. Like, they're kind of one of the tourist things you do, aren't they? You go to the Eiffel Tower, yes. you go... Yeah. Yes. So that's 250 AD. Mm. Then they jump, huge jump to modern times, I suppose. Modern history. Now you're in 1942. Mm. They don't actually say the location, but it alludes to... What? What does it allude to? It's obviously the war, so it's like... Um... We were on different sides, and they took you. I hid you under my bed, and they took you. Yeah, but under the away. bed. What does under the bed tell you? Means that he's a Jew. Yeah, but Anne Frank. He's a Jew. Well, Anne Frank was under the bed, wasn't she? She was hiding under the bed. Not the only one, but yeah, not the only one. But I mean, the thing you jump to when you like who hiding under the bed in the, during the war is Anne Frank. I, I thought she was hiding in a um, separate, uh, hidden, like, loft. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But she was... Uh, <laughs> yeah, she... that's true, isn't it? She's not Wasn't under the she... bed. I thought they she would have found her if she's under the bed. I thought they she fucking... was under the bed. They look under... The Nazis aren't stupid. They look under the bed, well, man. Well, they also look... <laughs> they also look through... Um, because it, they were hidden in another section of the house. The Frank family yeah. were hiding behind a fake bookcase wall. But the Gestapo are not fucking thick, and they've read enough Agatha Christie and seen enough Bond movies to suspect every bookcase <laughs> as a secret doorway. No, well, Bond wasn't out, nor was oh, Agatha, so that's why. I know that. That's why they didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, that was in 1944, so bad research on Kate's part there. 
44, what, the um, Anne Frank? Anne Frank. So maybe she wasn't talking about Anne Frank. She was talking about another, you know, I guess, <laughs> who was the Jew? He was the Jew and she was the, yeah. she was the German. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, well. And now where are, do we go? All... Now where do we go? Where do we go next? And then he says, in the London smog. Yeah. In the London smog. Yeah, I mean, that could be any time. That any doesn't... time. But there is yeah. the, the smog as well. When's the actual smog? There's something called the smog. Is there? Which, yeah, yeah. It's, um, oh, well, there's a, an actual historical event a, called historical the smog. historical time when the smog came. Yeah. Oh, really? It all when was got that? too much. The Great Smog of London, 1952. Yeah, this was when Churchill was in. 4,000 people died. What? What of? Yeah. Toxic of, of smogism, toxic stuff. What was there? Just, some kind just of the fact? industrial shit going on, and um, they what, hadn't fifty two. Yeah. You... What? What they cleaned up their act? Yeah, because burning it's coal burning basically, and or too near the, you know, and in in the city. Right. So this is still chronological, then. It is. Yeah. We're still chrono- chronological. Um, and then he says, I don't know who you're going to be next. And this is where I'm like, okay, who is he? He's in the know. Because she just keeps on going, I was this person in isn't it, this isn't time. It, it, and then I was it, this I, person in this time. And he's like, and I saw you doing this. And, and you broke my heart. I saw you on the steps. You know, you were with someone else. He's kind of like... The omnipresent one, and she's the one sort of in, like joining different characters, becoming different characters. No, but she is aware. Oh, you don't. Then think she, she becomes you, on you don't omnipresent think later in the song. Right. She becomes I think more she, present. I think they're both omnipresent the whole time. I think they're both referring back to history, uh, of their own history, knowing that they've been to all these places. I don't think no. like one of them is like um, not aware, and one of them is aware. No, but. She's has the lines which are more innocent. So at first, it's great. Cause, okay, so we start with our little um, synth, and then we got the very piano led, like this whole album, very piano led, and sort of live, jammy. Let's drums. keep build, building the, the the drums and the cymbals. Just sort of. Let's keep building and she's tinkering, gonna, tinkering. We're going to just like get these wells of waves of music, sort of, sort of going. We got the lyrics go, yeah, yeah. And um, she starts, and then you hear like voices. There's like a crowded public space. Yeah, it's like, excuse me, um, sorry to bother you, but I love don't, that bit. Don't I know you? I love that bit. It's so <laughs> I good. Love that bit. As it's well. like a shout back to her character in. Um, there goes a tenor from yeah, um, yeah, Dreaming. Yeah, that's, that's brilliant. It's really and she, good. And she does yeah. it in this. Haven't we met before? So she doesn't know at this time. She's just like, oh, well, there's she something does. in the back no, she of knows. my mind. Yeah, exactly. She no, knows, but, but she doesn't know. Only in know. the back of her mind, but she doesn't know. Like, she's she's the uh, the mortal, the one saying, don't I know you? Haven't we met before? Yeah, but that's a great then, way to introduce he... the song, isn't it? It's a great way to introduce a duet. It's it a fucking is, but... brilliant way to introduce a duet. It's like... I think I know who you are. And then they start singing together. It's like, that's great. And what does he answer? We've been in love forever. He knows everything. Yeah, true. Exactly. She's yeah. like, haven't we met before? She doesn't know anything. 
She's that's it's right. in the back of her mind, but we've been in love forever. That's right. Yeah, he is. Um, all, he's all knowing. He at the in the first half, he is all knowing, and she she isn't. She and then she's like, oh yeah, blah blah blah, and he's like, yeah, you were with someone else. I remember that. He's jealous now. He's jealous already. After yeah. all the t- after all the times they've met afterwards. And he's still yeah. jealous about that. Fucking hell, what an, what an insight into this male psyche. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> anyway, where were we? So, <laughs> so, like, then her, she says, 9-11 in New York, I took your photograph. Um, then what's the next line? What is it? I still Remind have me. your smiling face in a heart-shaped frame. Now, they were either surprised... You know, on their previously high spirit city break, they were surprised suddenly <laughs> by this aeroplane hitting, and they were just like taking a photo just before that happened. Or the carnage was all happening, and they were just like, snap, snap, snap. Go on. Get in front, it... smile, and smile, <laughs> <laughs> smile. And then they put that in a heart shaped frame with the uh, plane going into the uh, yeah, Twin and then, Towers. And then they ran away from the dust cloud that was like catching up with everyone. They were just running to the printers with this camera under their clothes so they could print it out. Because she's got it in a heart shaped frame. She still has it. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, but she's looking back on that oh, heart shaped frame. You look at you. Maybe because that's recent, then she remembers him now. So she she has more recency bias. It's interesting. The thing is, like, he keeps dying, doesn't he? Like, but he knows because he's dead, and he's like looking. He's the undead, or in the um, netherworld, whatever it's called, the uh, uh, purgatory, or something. And he's able to see, and she keeps being reborn into the real world. What you think? But she's—he's reborn too, right? Because he's yeah, there. Yeah, because he keeps he's dying. The... Yeah, he keeps dying, he's... so... But they're both, they're both reborn, and, you know, they're both... I guess... Yeah, but she's unaware, and he's aware, but they're... so they're both, like, the undying. They're both vampires, but she keeps getting born with no memory, and he keeps having them. He right. keeps That's all the memories. That's the difference. Memories. That's the difference. Yeah. But they so are So maybe he's immortal. The... Maybe, he's, he, maybe immortal. he never dies, and she keeps, she keeps getting reincarnated. He's immortal. Because if you're reincarnated, like, say we are reincarnated, like, I am, mm. I have been reincarnated and this is me. Uh, I've been someone else, but I'm now, me now and I don't remember my past life. Mm. So she is that person, whereas yeah. he is immortal and has just lived through these, this, all these ages. Yeah. Look, we all know the fucking obvious, like, like Casualty is the main musical influence. We know... Yeah. The main lyrical influence is obviously fucking Highlander. <laughs> <laughs> isn't it though? Isn't it? Yeah. Isn't it? It's just yeah. Highlander. It's the Highlander. First one. Like it's the war bit with oh, the, the girl. And I mean, can't remember any Paris bits. Is there no. Paris bit? But there's the war bit anyway. But there's <laughs> the war bit. But he's immortal. But and it's not vampire. Because vampires too, there's not any vampire references apart from no. the immortal. And Highlander's the only other one I can think of. Dang, and it has I a think, war bit. I think and she loves it. TV. She loves 80s TV. And she writes a lot about films. 
and books, and yeah, she 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 takes characters from books and films and puts them mm. into song. So mm. that totally fits. But what it completely fits. But what is really startling about this is the romantic concern with each other, whilst looking back at all this incredible tragedy. They they're just they're just talking about their romance. They're not like if you're looking back at these things. Would romance and like your feelings about each other be anywhere close to what you're going to talk about <laughs> when you've just experienced nine eleven? You've experienced Rome burning. You've experienced a beheading. It's it's crazy that to be and occupied the, and the London smog. Don't forget the London smog and the World War Two. Like, to yeah. be like occupied by romance. Well, not not I have, I sp- I have during to... the disasters. I understand you, you're in a position where you're having a relationship at that time. But like to to think about it, like going back into it, they must be so numbed by all the terrorism that they've seen that mm. the only thing they grab hold of is the romance. Tom, I, this is one of these rare occasions where I have to totally disagree. Right, and that is exactly what you'd be thinking about. Mm. Because, yeah. Because it's the only well, thing. Because you've thing because you've seen you. because like, you've seen so much atrocity. The only thing that keeps you human is love. Yeah, and also she's not telling everyone about the atrocity. She's telling everyone about. No, but she's te- she's their, telling us like, she's telling us well, they're that she's, immortal, she, so they've they been present. Care. They've been present at they're all vampires. these atrocities. They don't give a shit. They don't understand death. So we can go back to excellent. Understand. We can go back to excellent birds. Then they are like these two white-suited gods looking down on what has, all, what has happened. And they're but sitting no. there, like on a love swing, watching the history play out and be incredibly destructive, but they have built a relationship over all of this shit that's gone on. No, but they're not on a love swing. They're on a sofa in Wheeler Street, and it's snowing outside. Well, I think that's where they that's where the reminiscing is happening from. Because oh, Wheeler Street is a place where they had one of their moments... And that's, they don't have to talk about, there's no death in Wheeler Street, is there? There's no, like, in Wheeler Street, ten no, we, kids we, came and slit your throat. Keep the fire going, we look, so good. we look so good together. Yeah, yeah, so they're, 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 got, they're by the fire, can't yeah. they just stay there forever? Yeah, that, We it's were like so some, happy, oh, we were so happy, yeah, so that they're, was where they're they not anymore. Happy. They 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 always so they've always passed floating off. away. They've they're gone always... for, they've gone past Wheeler Street. They're not in Wheeler Street. I this know. is not from a Wheeler Street perspective. But it is. It's. I think they're reminiscing in Wheeler Street, even though Wheeler Street is gone. They're reminiscing about the reminiscing in Wheeler Street. I'd live that day yeah. over and over. Oh, so they are living that day over and over. This is them living that day over and over in Wheeler Street. Ma- yeah, maybe. But then. They're talking about being so happy then. It must have been before they died all those times. But Wheeler Street probably didn't exist in Rome or before that. Oh, right. You're thinking Wheeler Street is um, is the, the first time they met. Or the first time they spent some good, you know, precious no, time No, I don't together. think it's the first time. I think it's like a recent little fantasy of... I, I think we're reading actually too much... <laughs> into this. I don't think Kate Bush has gone this far into this song. There's so much there's so much to go into, so it's you know But she's a she's a she's not flighty, okay. 
Wouldn't she's a romantic a poet. She's a romantic she's poet. Very romantic, and she goes on emotions and yeah. she likes the way this. Oh, this sounds like she's just imagining a romance in Wheeler Street, uh, and but the fact that it's unre- it's unrequited. No, it's not unrequited. So the last song was unrequited from Elton's perspective. This is unfulfilled love, isn't it? It's right. like Dr. Zhivago. It's um, they keep missing each other. Like, I saw you there, I saw you here. But we had this one time where we were actually together and nothing went wrong and it was in Wheeler Street. That's well, why Zhivago Zhivago does appear in this uh, album. Well, really? Yeah, because the song 50... The actual words song, Fifty Words yes, for Snow. Yes, I heard that today. Yeah, yeah. there's like yeah, this. There is a Shivago-y There is what well, they do this reference. Like, they do this Fifty Names of Snow, which they Kate writes Fifty yeah. Names for Snow, and she counts yeah. Stephen Fry saying them. Yeah, and it honestly, it sounds like a rundown of the Grand National, <laughs> um, Ankle Breaker, Hunter's Dream, Whippuccino. Yeah. And yeah. one of them is Zhivago Marble Tash. David Lean's epic starring... <sighs> What's his name? <laughs> Omar Sharif. Omar Sharif. It's about Sharif and the big big Tash. And, and then she's like, come on, boy, you got 40 words to go. Yeah, I did, I did, <laughs> actually, read, I did actually read a, um, a review by John Doran in the um, Quietus. Yeah. And he said that it reminded him of um, 21 Seconds to Go by... Yeah, uh, me too. <laughs> it's so side crew. <laughs> that's exactly... That's it. I mean, that would have been out around that time. Yeah. Or like five years before. So, like, basically, Kate's just watching TV and... Kate like, is soaking up. She soaks and up it just so comes much. Out. She soaks it up and it just comes out. A lot of the other songs are quite wit- like the snowman sex song, the fucking sexualized pastiche of Raymond Briggs. Yeah, like, I mean, <laughs> fucking hell! I mean, like that Jeez, is that's like, ridiculous. That's, uh, that is crazy. Yeah. But snowman yeah. fucking is not new in art because I mean, this depiction is tender and romantic. But I've seen in the 1997 slasher Jack Frost, I've seen a snowman have sex. Really? Me. Yeah. Oh my god. But it's not... it's one sided. I reckon she's not seen that. No. No, because if she had, maybe she'd think twice. Mm. But still, she's like happy to go with a lyric like um, "left a wet patch in the bed." It's a good line. It's a good line. <laughs> it's a really good line. It's a funny line. Yeah. She is pretty funny. Like she is funny. In her poetry, she keeps using traps. She keeps using traps as devices for talking about her characters. Like, so uh. ropes are often involved. She's got a song called Suspend- yeah. Suspended in Gaffer. Um, in Rubber Band Girl, in the videos, she gets a straight jacket put on her at the end and she's writhing around in a straight jacket. Uh, the, red yeah, shoe- she, the Red Shoes. She talks about being in a rope in this song as well. Red Shoes are a trap. Yeah. Like You, put, you yeah. put your feet in the red shoes and then they kind of take over and then... And all her choreography, she's always surrounded by people, usually men, mm. concentrating on her and being either in support to catch her or trying to capture her. Mm. Like, they're always ready to pounce. It's like pure dream dictionary stuff. It's so... Uh, what's the guy? 
Fucking uh, the dream guy, the guy that talks about your dreams and your your, your childhood and whatever. The fucking famous know. fucking Which psychotherapist. <laughs> Which one? I don't the know. most famous Freud? psychotherapist. Freud. Freud. Sigmund it's Freud. So, it's so Freudian. Freudian. Yeah. Like, it's like she's always trapped. That's she, interesting. It, it's, I mean, is, like, yeah. And of course. Her and first it's the single. same thing about what I was saying about like not duetting with other people because she's so self-involved. She's like, scared. She's also very scared about outside influences in general. And obviously her mm. first song is Heathcliff is a bastard, isn't he? In Wuthering Heights. I've just done a fucking reading of Wuthering Heights. I told you about that. No. <laughs> To do it. Oh, for your, I didn't your have to audio do. I did stuff. a audio book. I did a whole six hour audio book reading fucking Wuthering Heights in fucking bad Yorkshire accents. And hey, Kathy, Kathy, stop it, Kathy. You're breaking did me you out. Did you do that? So, hey, Heathcliff, no, stop it. Heathcliff. Can I, did bastard. you really do that? <laughs> I, I did. Fucking hell, can you send me that? I'll have to send it to you. I know, I got myself into a right fucking problem because um, I started doing the accents and they approved it. And then I was like, oh shit, I'm not that good. And there was like loads of different people from Yorkshire. I tried like, oh, stop that. Oh, what are you, you doing? You did the same voice Kathy. for everyone. <laughs> same one, <laughs> just that one. Like, just, oh no, oh, no bastard. I basically bastard. just did Sean Bean. Yeah, I just like looked at the Sean Bean YouTube video. He says, "Bastard, bastard, bastard, <laughs> bastard," <laughs> and that's how I based based it on that. Oh. And uh, they proved it. They paid me. Got paid, uh, and it's it's online. But yeah, wow. Yeah, but so Heathcliff's a right fucker, and Heathcliff is this fucking archetype, really, that she's talking of this, about the whole what, time. Pen- based on what you're penetration saying. archetype. Is he a penetrator? He's a penetrator. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's she is sub- she's... submissive. Well, yeah, but but Heathcliff's a little boy, really. And the, well, she's older. No, when the, when they're in love at the beginning, she's um, a bit older. He's just a slave boy, like who's come from uh, the Liverpool docks or whatever. In in many readings, many modern readings, he's a he's a slave boy. Oh fucking hell! He fucking hell! Brought into this uh, Yorkshire uh, little. Uh, I've just realised. I've just realised. I've just realised. I've just realised. Go on. Oh, for research of this, what you should have done? Do you know that Cliff Richard made a musical called Heathcliff? No. <sighs> <laughs> Have you? You know all about I've, this? No, I know a couple of duets off it because obviously for my duet research, I've okay. got there. But yeah. fucking hell! Like now you're saying what kind of character Heathcliff is? I'm just like yeah. trying to understand how Cliff Richard can play that character now in my head. I don't know how he could possibly. Play but he that. did. He, he is did. so on Heathcliff. Heathcliff! Heathcliff! That's how he just come to me! <laughs> Fucking hell! <laughs> what? She is very uh, risk-taking and direct and... Is she direct? I think she's well, direct in her career, she's direct, but maybe mm. not in her kind of art. It's she talks her... about this. So she talks about, like, how boys' music is is hard and sort of, like has you against the wall like this is like in her early career 
right. and there's no no not many women doing this and that she wants her <clears throat> music to have people against the wall like I want my music to intrude she said right. like boys music so like um yeah I was toying with the idea of trying to sort of like uncover something somehow about this person that we don't know anything about, You're basically really. looking to see if you can uncover her leanings, her... her well, uh, not really, because I did the whole sort of Tory thing and that was easily... Like, she made a statement, I'm definitely not a Tory. And I'm yeah. like, of course, you're not, no. You believe that, yeah. <laughs> I, I believe that, yeah. And then there were some other interviews, like on uh, Woman's Hour, she did, like, Emma Bennett did an interview, and hard-hitting interviewer, Emma Bennett, who reduced Jeremy Corbyn to nothing annoyingly <laughs> but probably quite easily um she did an interview and like oh kate bush was glowing about her because she's another strong woman but just listening to her voice in general like when she talks was really interesting it was like this gentle like rounded voice it's like a dying accent of the greater london suburbs that i remember from being a kid i remember hearing it a lot but you never hear it now and i feel like these london suburbs are kind of full of Fake Cockney accents now. About Kate and her technology, she wrote this song, Deeper Understanding, in 1989. It was on the Central yeah. World album. It was about interaction with a computer. In the lyrics, she buys some software from a magazine. You know, so <laughs> this is early, early computers, you know, mm. 89. She's talking about how a computer will take your life away. As mm. she's basically talking about what she's rallying against now. When you t when you listen to interviews and she's talking about social media, and she says that no, she's not on social media and she doesn't trust it and she doesn't embrace it at all. Mm. But she's buying software from a magazine, okay. and it's it's being delivered. To her, and it's being put in the computer, which means it's not online. You're yeah. not you're not thinking about that in in 1989. And she has this conversation with the character that she's playing and the computer. She does a, a new version of Deeper Understanding on the director's cut in 2011, and she gets her son to do the computer voice. And she says, oh, in the early version, I, I, the computer voice, it could only be a vocoder, so it didn't sound very good. Now I've done it with a, you know, a different voice. It sounds terrible. And mm. she doesn't update the lyrics. She's still buying software from a magazine in 2011 because she changed certain lyrics for other songs. And I, mm. I'm not saying to update them to modern-day you know, parlance, but like, she didn't bother with that. I, I just find mm. her very confusing, like, the way she is updating her music. Like, she did it with Wuthering Heights when she got a Greatest Hits album come out in, like, the mid-'80s or something. Mm. She re-recorded her vocal for Wuthering Heights. So she is, like... I just see her as, like, in her own house, her own studio, with her own tapes, replaying them constantly. And just, like, she going She says she never listens them. to her stuff. It's bullshit. It. It's, it's bullshit. bullshit. Yeah. It like, bullshit. why would you go back and do it? Like, of course, you may be walking through a shopping centre and you might hear your version of Wolverine Heights and you might think, oh, my God, I hate that. Right, so I'm going to go and record it, re-record it. But then that version isn't going to be in the supermarket. 
it's going to be the original version. Because it's with the, it's like your new version is released on your record label. Where are supermarkets getting their music from? They're getting them from the major record labels that have got your old version. <laughs> You're never going to get away from it. You're stuck. You're fucked. Hey, like, this is what can happen to an artist is you end up listening to yourself or reading yourself to the point where you hate yourself. And like, that is not healthy it's not healthy <laughs> it's fucking terrible he doesn't sing in this way on any other songs by Elton <clears throat> at all he sings like he's being Kate Bush and never have you heard Elton like this oh do you think he's trying to be Kate Bush I he never is. thought of that I never thought he of is that. being Kate Bush because he's like you've been in love together right like, you're fucking have, right no yes. it's not it's not it's not an Elton way of seeing it's like I'm still <laughs> it's not it's still that obviously no I mean that's like, one way it's but like, like yeah, yeah I know but what you mean I'm the, he, he's always a, quite a rhythmic singer he's like Oh, Nikita, have you ever known? He's well. He's a chord banger, isn't he? He's a chord banger. He's a chord banger. He likes a four-four. He likes to fit everything into that four-four. And this is this drifty, wafty, sonic scape thing. Mm. He doesn't. He doesn't know really what to do on his own. So he'll just go like, "I'll just be like Kate." I've been in love together. And that's why his voice sounds so different. And I didn't even know it was Elton John for years. Uh, and to be honest, this, like, eight degrees has actually... Uh, I mean, I don't know how it's going to go in the future, but you could probably, like, cut this down the middle of saying, like, half of them are, like, art school kind of... Um, like the Gabs. Yeah. The Gabs, the Bush, the Lou Reed, the Larry Anderson to one side. Yeah. And then you took the Sam Moore, the Winona, the um, Tammy and Tammy. Elton, the yeah. other side. It's like, yeah. there's a big divide there, right? Yeah, you've you just got, like, artists and singers. No, but that, like, it's, it's not the, quite The idea sim- of art. It's not quite as simple as that, though, is it? like Sam Moore says like when he's getting delivered these um these powers from above he he's yeah but he, these people just he, feel like music is the way to communicate and singing is the, the thing but they're not trying to sort of create another world for these people they're trying to create hooks and for people to grab onto and no, but they're to being, sing along to they want people to sing along yeah but they're being they're being more genuine they're using that one power to wow you like to 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 um, excite you like it's one power whereas Kate Bush Gabs like Laurie not really Lou Reed because I'd say he's completely he's he's, (laughs) he's not using singing to wow you at all it's like he uses music to wow you they're trying to wow you with the singing, they're trying to wow you with the production. Concepts. They're trying to wow you the concept. They're trying to wow you with the lyrics. Like, whereas Sam Moore, Winona, Tammy, Elton, they're they're wowing you with just pure performance. I just feel like that seems, to me, now, like, I don't know, I, I suppose it's getting older. That now is more impressive to me 
than like trying to fucking cover everything when you actually mess with it and fiddle with it so much like yeah. Kate Bush and Gabs do it comes, comes down to self-consciousness like yeah. it's just like and you can those, hear that those in the guys music are and, it's, and it turns me on it's, it starts yeah. to turn me off you know yeah I've, it also this... comes down to, to class I think as well I, I think like uh, these yeah the ones that are direct the Tammy the more they come from a different class like they don't come from Surrey they like, do not come from Surrey no they do not there's the middleman, which is Sam right it's that he's yeah. the conduit I know like you said before he's, he's a simple guy it comes through him so much clearer than it comes through uh, hmm. Lou or Kate or Gabs or, yeah. or, or Laurie like they, it goes through so many filters when it goes through them, and they they turn yeah. it into something else, which is great. Because and it's great because they're educated. Yeah, they can't help. They can't help it. They have yeah. to like dress it all up. You know, they have to. It's an essay, and they have to show their references. Yeah, and it fucking but that know, bugs me. They show that their bugs me. That really it, bugs me. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah, totally. Like it shouldn't bug me, but it does. That's the end of our eight-song eight extravaganza. Yes. And Beautiful epic. I do have and, some uh, stats to uh, give you. Oh, good, yeah. Give in some the, stats. In the background, I've been compiling the duet matrix. and Come on, stats, man. So in this uh, Star Trail, we've been heavily into the 80s. We've had three 80s songs, including one in 1984... And 1984 is the all-round peak on the Matrix. It is, like, the numero Which was the 84 one? The 84 one was... was, Lewin's... No, Excellent Birds, Excellent Birds. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, but that's 86. No, 86 only on on, uh, Peter Gabriel's album. It was also released in 86, as well as uh, Don't Give Up in 86, and Lou Reed... In 86, too. Well, I was going to say, 86 is our most yeah. visited year. Mm. Only three singles, which means the duet album is starting to show its power. Mm. Like, the duet yeah. album is really coming to prominence. And, I don't know, I'm a little bit regretful about that. It's, I, I wish it could kind of be more singles-based, but, you know, you've got to get from mm. uh, artist to artist. We'll just see, won't we? It's... Yeah. A, it's also, it's a good cross-section of genres. There's been pop, country, soul, R&B, and I don't know what Snowed In is. is art, art pop. Art pop, yeah. Art excellent rock. Birds. Yeah. I suppose Excellent Birds is like pop. Art, art pop. And art rock, yeah. Subject matter? Romance. Romance has and will always figure heavily, and uh, I think it's only Excellent Birds that steers completely clear. Because Soulman okay, does, Soul Man yeah, Soulman really does. Romance. No, but Soulman does hint at you know getting a girl. He's looking for a girl. It's not on a romance though. It's, it's not it's really, but yeah, yeah, it's just, yeah. It's just more of a you know that's part of his character is looking for a girl. Yeah. Mm. Uh, gender so equal equal on gender factor. So we've had like boy girl, boy boy, girl girl. You know, it's all good because the last one was a bit sort of it was boy heavy, penis yeah. heavy, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. 
And commercial considerations, um, legacy artist duet albums, quite high. Soundtrack, we had a bit of soundtrack and we had a few that were just star power, like Don't Give Up and um, what else was star power? Maybe this one, Snowed In, that was star power, wasn't it? Yeah, and Tammy and Elton. Yeah, well, that was, all, now, that was legacy as well. That was legacy as well. Yeah. But yeah... Mm. I'm getting a bit worried about the legacy artist um, duet albums. I just said that I basically was like, why is there no duets in Bond? And um, you sent me it a message. It would be nice yeah. if there is one. Yeah, I, I sent you a message and uh, you were like, well, there is. There is. There's one. There's one. Only one. We can definitely get to pre 80s from this. Good. Duets. Thank God. You know, yeah, that'd be good. Yeah. So I was thinking, this sounds kind of Italian. So I called Zuccaro. Heathcliff? Heathcliff? 